Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, welcome to episode 184A of Tales with TR. We'll call it a Christmas edition. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Let's get right into it. Christina from North Bay wants to know, what are some of my favorite holiday movies? Okay. We go, as well as four or five other people asked that question. So here you go. I shall spill the beans. Now, here's here's what I did. Okay, so there's obviously movies like Christmas Vacation. Oh, I don't know, Elf. You know, they're played so much. They're funny. They're good. They're on everybody's list. So, of course, I like those movies. You know, it's a wonderful life. It's great, but, I mean, you're going back 80 years now, right? It's on every Christmas. I just, I guess I get, like many songs, I often say, like, Against the Wind by Bob Seger. God, it was my favorite. I say that's one of my favorite songs for years, but it's played so much that I almost don't appreciate it as much. I certainly don't want to hear it as much. Kind of like those movies. You know, if I really sat here, really... And tried to tell you the best movies that are out there for someone that never saw movies before. I would probably recommend one of those. You know, a funny uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas vacation. Someone with Nicolas Cage years ago, Trapped in Paradise. That was cheesy, but there were funny parts. Why did I bring that up? Um, you know, so I just went with five of that are favorable to me that might be a little bit off the map so first one let's count these five to one i guess a lot of people out there aren't going to know the first one 
It's called the apartment. Okay. So this is late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, my God, I could just look it up. Like the apartment. It's um, Jack Lemon. He's a legendary actor. He's in a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, Grumpy Old Men for anybody my age or, or, you know, probably the most recent. I assume he's passed away now. Um, but I think that was in the 90s with uh, Walter Matthau. So those guys acted for years. That was kind of the, they were in their twilight then. I believe they're both passed away. But anyway, Jack Lemmon is a legendary actor. And uh, it's Shirley MacLaine. And she's also very well known and a great actress in her own right. I mean, a legend, right? These are like the classic Hollywood, 1960. But anyway, Jack Lemmon's character, he works in this, um, well, he works for a company. And a lot of the his the higher ups, the brass, his bosses use his apartment for like uh, yeah, you know they're having extramarital affairs. Let's say okay, they're having affairs, whatever it is, prostitutes, one night stands, whatever it is, they're using his apartment as a hotel. So anyway, one guy then ends up Shirley MacLaine, I believe, works. Okay, so she. let's just say she's a mistress. It came out in 1960. Um, anyway, Jack Lemmon's character kind of falls for her, even though she's one of the girls that one of the guys, one of his bosses, doing a terrible job of explaining this. It, it, she's she's one of the mistresses, okay? So anyway, it's it happens around Christmas. I wouldn't say it's the most holly jolly Christmas movie, and I would put it on with my seven-year-old or some shit, but it is... A really good movie. It's it's funny, and it's got a story. And anyway, I, I'm doing a I'm butchering explaining this movie, but it's called The Apartment. Why not check it out? Okay. Next on my list, Die Hard. It's probably on a few of your lists. I know it happens at Christmas again. It's not a huge Christmas movie, but do you really want to hear me to hear? <laughs> what was I saying? It's not. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's early in the morning. I just slept for 15 fucking hours. Um, so clearly I needed the rest. Coming back from uh, Sudbury. Uh, okay, here we go. Apologies. My phone is going off. I can't even remember where I was. Where was I? Die Hard. Okay, so obviously Bruce Willis. There you go. Bruce Willis just came down with some kind of affliction. I don't think he's going to be acting anymore. So it's a good opportunity for, I know there's a few younger listeners that listen to this. Check out a great Bruce Willis movie. It's called Die Hard. Okay. It had a lot of sequels. Die Hard with a Vengeance, one of them. Um, but anyway, this one is good action. It takes place at Christmas. So it's technically a Christmas movie. In this particular, I just looked too. Okay, so 90, 94%, right? These movies are all rated really, really, really high. Not that critics are the answer to everything, but usually Rotten Tomatoes will give you a good idea. So the movies I just mentioned, I just looked up. I said, you know, these are my favorites, but maybe they suck. Anyway, they don't. I've never really looked them up on Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah, there you go. Two of these movies got like 95%, 94 and 95%. So Bruce Willis, yeah, I mean, he plays John McClane, right? There's four diehards I mentioned with a vengeance, and then I think the other two are just three and four. 
and they're not bad. But the first one is a fucking classic. You want to see Bruce Willis in his absolute prime. He's visiting his wife. It's Christmas Eve. They're having a Christmas party in one of these big New York buildings. And shit starts to go down. Now, he's off. He's an off-duty officer, but jumps in to save the day. Die hard. Check it out. I assume, again, most people have seen this. Those who haven't, use Christmas as an opportunity. Expand your Christmas universe and add Die Hard. Next on my list is Gremlins. Gremlins came out in 1984. So I was just old enough to even go to movies and know what was going on. But it was a big fad. You know, you had the, you know, the, uh, the release of Gremlins was tied into like McDonald's combos, fucking toys. You know, there, there was just all kinds of Gremlins took over pop culture. Like it was the talk that year. <clears throat> and really for the whole for a lot of the 80s and 90s i remember like people talking about gremlins a lot and that movie coming on at christmas and it doesn't really come on much anymore and again it's not a holly jolly christmas movie but the gremlins are cute cuddly little things right and they, i think it's a salesman whatever his buddy's name is in the movie i can't remember but he gets a hold of this gremlin and you know he brings it home to his kids you got to avoid bright light with the gremlins you don't get them wet and you don't feed them after midnight right just three simple rules which are soon obviously broken and the gremlins get go through a bit of a transformation shit goes upside down it's it's at times thrilling it's at times scary it's at times funny and it's an overall good movie another one 84% rotten tomatoes so a lot of people like this and it's worth expanding a lot of you don't a lot of you don't like I'm a lot of you, I assume, like me, tendencies to go and play the same Christmas movies every year. Um, anyway, not like me, I guess, because I, I. Uh... By the way, just before we go any further, I'm not giving you these, and and, and I'm not being trying to be condescending because I'm an actor and I'm involved in the film world. These are just movies that I've always liked, that I've been a fan of. They happen to be Christmas movies. And as I've mentioned, there's all kinds of great Christmas movies. I just pick these because I don't think they're on everybody's list. And maybe you could expand your knowledge. But I'm not, you know, I'm not saying because I'm an actor, these are better than your picks. Okay, just so as long as we know that, because I feel uncomfortable if people think that. And sometimes some of the language I use probably gives off that. Uh, message but I, that's not at all these are just I'm trying to think outside the box for a lot of you guys that haven't seen these movies anyway so they're Gremlins Die Hard The Apartment so far next on my list Scrooged now this is Bill Murray it's a twisted version of A Christmas Carol but I think Charles Dickens would have loved it okay it's Bill Murray in the prime of Bill Murray's career but in the you know he had i guess 80s the late later 80s all 80s and 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 most of the 90s you know he had a lot of his best work when it comes to comedies and scrooge is right in there the only he's a businessman yes you know he's in a high rise in new york it's it's just a another modern day version of a christmas carol or scrooge whatever you want to call it but there are some twists 
there's there there are other comedians in the movie that, that I don't want to give too much away. At the time, you know, fuck, Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, and all that. It's it's pretty neat the way it's done, and it's Bill Murray. If you ask me my honest opinion, which I guess that's what I'm doing, giving you my honest opinion, I think it could have been funnier. I think there were opportunities for this movie to be funnier, um, given that it's Bill Murray right in his prime. I mean, but it's it's well worth the watch anyway. It's well worth the watch, and. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. So without dissecting this too much, let's just put that next on my list. Scrooged, Bill Murray. There you go. There's number two. Number one. Okay. I've always loved this movie, and it happens around Christmas. Again, I'm being really loose and calling it a Christmas movie, but fuck it. I can do whatever I want, right? And it takes place around Christmas. I'm going to call it a Christmas movie, whether you like it or not. Trading Places, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy. And again, these guys are right in their prime. Dan Aykroyd is, uh, you know, he's a rich dude running multiple companies. And Eddie Murphy's living on the street. And uh, basically, he's down on his luck, okay? Um, he has nothing. Aykroyd has everything. And I don't want to give much away here at all, but they trade places. Something happens and Aykroyd starts to be fall into some bad luck. And Eddie Murphy pulls a whole, an entire 180 and starts to reap the benefits of Aykroyd's bad luck. And, uh, I guess that the, the, the timing of the situation lends hilarity and levity to Eddie Murphy's uh, you know his character is down and out which a lot of people can relate to especially at Christmas and Aykroyd's isn't and which of course that's the plot of a lot of Christmas movies it's kind of the plot of Scrooged A Christmas Carol you know a lot of Christmas content has to do with people that maybe don't have money for presents or are suppressed for some reason or another and need a chance. Okay. So trading places again, I'm, I'm being very loose and calling it a Christmas movie, but I think it delivers. It's funny. It's two of, you know, the better comedy actors of their generation, like way up there and they're right in their prime. And, uh, and it's a good story. And I think it, it, it's moving. It's dramatic at times. It's more than anything funny. It's a, it's, it's, it's a comedy that uh, a lot of people can identify with that, uh, you know, has great actors in it. So I won't ramble more and more about it. There you go. And outside looking in, maybe Edward Scissorhands. That's a decent movie. Doesn't that happen around Christmas as well? You check to make sure I'm not shooting shit. One sec. Yeah, just look. So part of it, Edward Scissorhands happens at Christmas. Well, I mean, I knew it. I mean, I'm putting that on my list. I've seen it multiple times. But it's not like my absolute favorite. It's intriguing when I see it. You know, I've seen it like at viewings at Christmas. I don't just sit there and put it on by myself. Penny Lane likes it. We've watched it a couple times. 
Going back a while now, though, uh, I watch it with my parents. You know, I've seen enough of it to know that the last part, anyway, the last half, say, is kind of happens around Christmas. But is it my absolute favorite? No. It's definitely a good movie. It's worth watching. And uh, I figured I'd throw it into my uh, honorable mentions because a lot of you probably don't even know. That's 30 years old now or more. Okay. So... There you go, Christina North Bay, and a half dozen more of you. Those are some Christmas recommendations when it comes to music. Now, or when it comes to movies, songs. Now, this is tough, man. And I might as well, if you ask me that too, Lex Griffiths from Greensleeves right here in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. And one of my friends was one of them. So this one goes out to you, Lex. Lex, by the way, DJ Lex, those of you that see my posts at the in summer and stuff, and when I was running TJs, and this guy's uh, he's a legend. Lex was DJing when I first really started frequently. George Street's a little bit older than me. When I was 16, I guess 15, really. I was uh, I was a rebel. No, no, no. I used to put Vaseline and pepper on my face, to be honest. Look like stubble, put my hat right down over my eyes, and I'd get into my... I don't remember being turned away. I didn't try it all the time, and of course, all my other friends couldn't do it. So going to a bar at 14 and 15 on your own was... It sounds great, but it wasn't. You know, I'm in there alone. If, even if I had one friend, but, you know, I was bigger than... I didn't grow much after 14, but I was, you know, six foot when I was 14. So there you go. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh! Yeah, so my, my Christmas memories with Lex go way back to when I was 15. That's when he was just on the scene downtown. He was in a band. Then he became a, a DJ, and, you know, he's still a soft, sought-after DJ. That's where he makes his living on George Street and surrounding areas here in St. John's. And the odd time he goes outside of St. John's. But anyway, shout-out to Lex. He's one of my best friends. And uh, Lex, I know it's your birthday this weekend, and I'll be down to uh, probably tomorrow night. Anyway. Songs. Um, so, Fairy Tale of New York, right? And that's. Is that the Pogues or is it Shane McGowan? It's Shane McGowan and the girl's name. One sec, I got to look this up again. It is the Pogues, but it's uh, Shane McGowan and Christy McCall. Now, Shane McGowan, just, Shane McGowan just passed away. And all jokes aside, he was. I think he's really underrated. The Pogues are an unreal Irish band. And McGowan was such a drunk, even if you type in, you know, you look at him on YouTube or whatever, it's often situations that he's inebriated. I mean, I'm beyond laughing at it now. I look back and it's a little bit sad. But um, he was a fucking talent, man. And uh, I love the Pogues. As a Newfoundlander, I mean, it really hits home. We A lot of our... A lot of Newfoundland bands are in, are influenced by bands like the Pogues, like you know the Great Big Sea, the Irish Descendants, um, the Navigators, and Rum Ragged. There's four, Shady Ganuck. There's five. Listen, any band I just mentioned all got great hits. It's Newfoundland traditional Irish type of music, um, but the Pogues are the inspiration for a lot of those uh, bands I mentioned, and they all. I, I would say all of them. They're somewhat of an inspiration. Some of them maybe the the biggest inspiration. But McGowan was a great songwriter. I can go through. Oh, God, the Pogues were fucking fantastic for so many other reasons. But this Christmas song is different. And it's catchy. 
and it's poignant. This for good good measure. Um, yeah, they do a version of Dirty Old Town. I listened to the Pogues. You know, I just put their CD on or their records. I, I didn't ever realize what the hits were. Right? I don't know what's released over there and in, in or or here, and and I, they're kind of dated, right? Like when I got into the Pogues, they were long broken up, or or at least they had no other songs that were, you know, in like recent history. I don't remember much being released by the Pogues if it wasn't like a greatest hits type of thing. I'd have to look into their history, and I don't have time to really do that. But trust me, it's a it's a fantastic band. And much like Bruce Willis, you know, he probably won't put out anything anymore. Well, McGowan definitely won't unless it's posthumously because he's passed away. So it's a good time, as good a time as ever to check that out. So Fairy Tale of New York. Uh, people thought, you know what? I love the Beatles. I love Paul McCartney. But fuck, man, that wonderful Christmas time song I can't stand anymore because, again, it's overplayed. It's not a great song anyway. Few you thought I'd love that one because it's Paul McCartney. No, my favorite Beatles uh, Christmas song or related to the Beatles is Happy Christmas War is Over by John Lennon. And again, that's poignant. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to it. And um, you've definitely heard it if you're anywhere in the Western world. Not that you are, but most people that I'm talking to right now. Or, or you're in Australia or wherever. Like I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this song gets played all over the planet. It's John fucking Lennon, right? Uh it's almost overplayed, but it's a great song. It's fucking smashes wonderful Christmas time out of the water. And it's John Lennon. Fuck, check it out. Um, so in Newfoundland, we have a tradition called mummering. Okay. It more happens outside St. John's, which is a bigger city that, you know, Newfoundland is made up mostly. I mean, our, our, our heritage is fishing. For the most part, that's what our industry has been. It's been fragmented over the years. It's been at times less efficient or popular than others, but we're, we're an island and we've made homes. We've made a living, a culture out of living on the water and fish for the most part. So a lot of that would involve smaller communities throughout St. John's put in perspective. You guys, I, I don't know. We we've got almost a quarter of a million in the whole area. That would be St. John's Mount Pearl, Conception Bay, South paradise, Torbay, Pooch Cove, uh, St. Phillips, right? So Portugal Cove. So in all those areas, which like anything, but I I'm calling that because it's the metropolitan area. I live here in Mount Pearl, there's not much to separate it. If you, if you were from somewhere else and you drove through St. John, you wouldn't even realize that you just went through Mount Pearl. It's a nice little fraction of the town of, of the overall population. And I love that I'm from Mount Pearl. And if you if you're if you actually spend some time, there is a big difference, right? And if I walk around, I know I'm in Mount Pearl. But if you were just to drive, having known nothing objectively, Mount Pearl is attached to St. John's now, like many big cities or bigger. It didn't start like that, but that's where we are. And it goes out and, and, and beyond, uh, like I said, for 20 or 30 kilometers, if you're 20 kilometers, if you were to go all the way around, you know, Conception Bay South and like any fucking place, right? I'm just trying to give you an idea. 
The reason is because I'm explained mummering. Mummering involves dressing up, but don't think Halloween. Like not dressing as Spider-Man, just making yourself indistinguishable. So, you know, some kind of something on your face. Usually maybe one of those ski masks you wear in the winter, you know, with eye slots. And, you know, guys might wear girls' clothes. Girls might wear guys' clothes, but not in a Halloween sense or not in a cross-dressing fashion. It's just disguise yourself, you know, like a robe and maybe that ski mask, a scarf, rubber boots, whatever, right? And you go around in a group, all disguised, and knock on doors. Usually they have a light on or you know where to knock. And light on being, well, you know, Christmas lights going off. Maybe uh, you can hear music inside the house. That would be one that probably is celebrating the tradition. So you knock on the door. They let you in. They've got booze, food, and they share. And you have a drink, and you move on to the next place. And that's called mummering. Now, there's a song by a band called Semini, S-I-M-A-N-I. And and I believe it's exactly that. The guy's name was Sim and I. And they put the band name as Semini. And... In Newfoundland, they're they're kind of dated, but they're popular. But that song is is definitely the most that's the most played Christmas song here for sure. Not everywhere else that doesn't have the tradition, you wouldn't really know. But do me a favor, check out the video. It's called "Any Mummers Loud In." Okay, "Any Mummers Allowed In" by Sim and I. Now check out that video, and it's going to give you a little bit of a window into the culture of Newfoundland. Now I also want to point out. In St. John's, bigger city now, and, and it's then you know those little towns and the, those little coves, you know, anywhere from I don't know a hundred people or there thereabouts to to a couple of thousand. But I'm talking about those kind of small towns, right? The exceptions in Newfoundland being St. John's, Mount Pearl, an area, uh, Cornerbrook, Gander, Grand Falls. And maybe Clarenville. But outside of those places, we're talking little coves. And a lot of them, you, you, you're you never going to go, if you were to go across the coast of Newfoundland, you wouldn't go too far without any population whatsoever. But they're just littered with small towns that go way back that made their living off fishing, right? And little dories made their living. Uh, and, and, and shacks and houses that aren't built to be... Um, in your face, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Extravagant, but uh, they're built for sufficient work and family values kind of thing. And that's the kind of places that mummering would happen. In, in St. John's now, we've turned, we have a mummers festival. Everybody does that. You dress up, you go, and it's turned into a bit of a parade. And there are mummers traditions in St. John's, but it's just a little big now to be knocking on houses unrecognized. You never know what'll happen. I mean, I, I've never heard of any violence or anything. I just assumed that that's the reason it doesn't happen as much in here. But we go, my daughter and I and some buddies, we, we go every year to the Mummers Festival, go through the parade. But in these little outports, it's really, really a part of the bloodline of that community, right? Their culture goes way back and mummering is part of it and they look forward to it. And I've often, often at Christmas time taking the show on the road and uh, there's a nice uh, boat lighting fucking incredible in uh, Conception Bay North 
right around Harbor Grace, Danny Cleary's from that area, for those that are hockey fans. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. And usually maybe I'll go out and, and check out the boat lighting in one of those little communities. And uh, they just, what happens is all the boats, ships come in into the little harbor. God, what's the place in Newfoundland they do it? Jesus. And anyway, yeah, they light them up. It's like, you know, you put Christmas decorations on your house and lights. Well, a couple of the little communities here, they put them on all the boats, and it's really interesting. Uh, lighting. Port de Grave. Port de Grave, do they say? I call it Port de Grave. Port de Grave, Port de Grave I call it. <clears throat> um, anyway, it's very, check that out. Boat, boat lighting in Port, P-O-R-T, D-E, G-R-A-V-E. In Newfoundland, that's an awesome tradition. Anyway, that's another song on the list. Check it out. Any mummers loud in. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Christmas in Clarny, I love. But it's got to be by the Irish Rovers. There's all kinds of versions, but I think the, the version by the Irish Rovers is a knee slapper it if 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 christmas songs were dance music this would be right up there i mean normal instruments just got a great beat and uh i like their irish tweak you can hear their accent in the song and uh i guess being from newfoundland i'm a bit partial to that because i've heard it since day one uh i don't mind frosty the snowman by the jackson five a lot of these are the same songs coming out of Christmas, right? But I like the one by the Jackson 5. Chris Isaac has a great holiday album. I think it's just called Christmas. But check it out, Chris Isaac. Uh, he of Wicked Game fame. My favorite song by Chris Isaac is called Somebody's Crying. Check that out. Somebody's Crying. Trust me. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, it's a great fucking Christmas album. Check them all out. Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. I don't mind that. It's very straight up. It's kind of overplayed, but I still like it. One of my favorite Christmas songs. What an album. Johnny Cash, The Christmas Spirit. Check that out. That's probably my favorite Christmas album. 
I love the Elvis Christmas as well. I, I do. Um, and less and less people even know who fucking Elvis is anymore, man. Like Elvis and Michael Jackson, I remember, like, there was nothing bigger. Nothing. Nothing. Pre-internet and stuff, too. Right? Where it was a lot harder for things to catch on. Now, Elvis died the year I was born. I just mean, like, Elvis is a fucking brand. And uh, I often skip by a lot of his stuff, like his gospel stuff. I'm not into religion, um, so I don't listen to it, but it's good. It's still Elvis. And a lot of his gospel stuff's great. Well, this is the same sort of thing. I, I listen to so much Elvis that Christmas I often pass over it. But fuck, man, listen to Elvis Christmas. It's the name of that. I think it's just Elvis Christmas, but check it out. And I equally like Johnny Cash, The Christmas Spirit, two of my favorite Chris Isaacs, yeah, they're they're right up there as far as albums. Now you want to? I'm going to give you one more or two more songs. Uh, Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. The Ronettes are a very underrated band. I like them as much or more than the Supremes. At the same time, two female black artists or bands, and there were a lot of them. But my favorites were definitely the Ronettes and the Supremes, and. Uh, Ronnie Spector, right? Ronnie Spector, the Ronnie Ronette. It's named after uh, the Ronettes. And it's, uh, the whole album is good, the Ronettes Christmas, but my favorite would be Sleigh Ride. And my favorite Christmas song, Lex Luthor, Lex Griffiths, is Father Christmas. Now, this one, I think, would be my favorite either way. There's lots of awesome Christmas songs. I'm not trying to be different when I give you this one. The Kinks, Father Christmas. Uh, just one sec. Penny Lane's calling. Penny Lane, you're on the air. What's up? I'm I'm literally in the middle of my podcast. Excuse me. That 1115 is good. Oh, 1115. So you want me to come get you soon? Okay. I got five more minutes left. I'll be there in 15, okay? Goodbye. Don't sound so happy, Penny Lane. Okay, you can't come immediately? You mean you can't drop everything now and come, Terry? Or, Dad? Um, anyway, yeah, so let me finish this off. Here's some lyrics. <laughs> Father Christmas, give us some money. Don't mess around with all those silly toys. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. We want your bread. So don't make us annoyed. Uh, give all the toys to the little rich boys. In other words, give the rich boys the fucking toys. We know you're going to do it anyway, Santa. We're starving. Dad needs a job. It's right in the song. Dad needs a job. Give dad a job. Right? I fucking love it. I didn't. I grew up, I always had, I was middle class. I didn't lack for anything at Christmas. But I wasn't spoiled. We were thrifty with our money or my dad was for the most part most most of my life dad was a teacher mom didn't work when she did work it was high laborious jobs like packing tickets and stuff for minimum wage gotta give her credit she's a smart smart woman could have went in to get her degree three years out of four and got all a's nothing but but just didn't have time to keep going that's when i was a kid talk about the 80s it was in the 80s but mom you know worked hard and then I moved away and she had to put so much focus and energy into me playing hockey and my dad. Um, back when she would have gone to university, she was traveling the world with him playing hockey. So 
Um, why did I ex explain that? I'm not sure. But <laughs> my point is, I was closer to the people, like the school I went to, Mary Queen of the World. I, I don't want to say anything bad because I loved it, but it certainly wasn't for the rich kids. I'm going to say there were zero rich kids in my school. Zero. And a lot of kids that needed financial assistance from the government type thing. Eight kids in a small apartment. Parents either separated or drug addicts or whatever. You know, there, there were, I'm not saying it was that kind of school, but definitely at the time there was no rich kids. And a lot of my friends in my classes were going through things like I mentioned. They were whatever come from a house of abuse. A lot of them had no money. Right, I was the only one, Mount Pearl. We would, like I said, like say my sports teams, we'd win everything every year. But like I had nobody in my school. They all went to St. Peter's or uh, Mount Pearl Intermediate. The school I was at wasn't full of athletes. It was a lot of people that were middle to lower class. I hate using those fucking words, but you know what I mean. That their parents both worked at McDonald's. Like it was, it was a struggle to make a living. But we we're all friends. I don't remember. And, you know, of those, I had opportunity. I had enough money. I wasn't spoiled. I couldn't possibly have been spoiled. We didn't have enough. But point is, I identify with this. Father Christmas, give us, give us some fucking money. Come on, Santa. Don't fuck around now, Santa. Right? I don't need a fire truck, toy fire truck. I don't need a slinky. I don't need a fucking new hockey stick I don't need Legos I don't want to slip and slide I need I need food I need bread just basics can you give it to us Santa because if not get the fuck out of here right I, I, I get it I like it and it's always struck a chord with me um, because there's kids out there like that and it always 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 I used to hate going in I don't know to hockey hockey for sure because we're all athletes and there's no, you know, you're going to try out for an all-star team and they don't care if you're rich or poor. The great equalizer would be talent, right? So, but in the room, you know, growing up Mount Pearl Blades, there was kids with nothing. And like I said, there were kids that would come in and brag about what they got from Santa. And everybody else would look and go, why does Santa love you and not me? How did he give you a brand new Nintendo, a brand new guitar, some Air Jordans, and a, a stocking worth $800. How the fuck did you get that, Timmy? And Santa, you live in my same community. And Santa gave me a pair of socks and a secondhand Walkman. What the fuck is Santa doing? Fuck you, Santa. Fucking asshole. You know? And I would agree. When I found out Santa wasn't real... I got to say, it was a bit of a disappointment in one way, but in another one, it was like totally made sense. Yeah, of course he's not. I'm glad he's not. Because if there was anybody like that, that were giving presents to the rich kids more than the poor kids, I'd fucking slap him upside of the fucking head. Fuck you, Santa. But then it made sense when I found out that Santa wasn't real. I'm, not, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for anybody that thinks Santa is real. And uh, you just found out through Tales with Tierra that he's not. But... Uh, his spirit is, though, and it lives on. Anyway, you get it. What are some other fucking songs here? I got to go get Penny Lane, apparently. Um, that's pretty much it. Th those are my 
there, my Christmas list of movies and songs. And uh, I like all of it. I didn't have time to sit here and go. Actually, but if I was to go one, two, three, four, and five, and I probably missed some stuff, right? I probably missed some songs. Oh, God. I did. The last one I'm going to recommend. I love it. The Royal Guardsman, Snoopy's Christmas, okay? I don't have time to explain this, but the Royal Guardsman had two smash hits about Snoopy. The first one was called uh, Snoop, Snoopy versus the Red Baron. The second one was called The Return of the Red Baron. Or was it The Return of Snoopy? No, no. It was Snoop. It was Return of the Red Baron. And the third is Snoopy's Christmas. Now, if that's played in your town, you'll know exactly what I mean. If it's not, you'll be like, what's he talking about? But the Royal Guardsmen in the 1960s were a band like anybody else. They tried to put out all these hits, you know, about this or that or love or cars or destruct, whatever it is that people write about. And they could never get a hit. And then they finally wrote this song, this weird thing. Snoopy was popular at the time. Uh, Charlie Brown, Snoopy. Um, so they put out a song called Snoopy versus the Red Baron. It's kind of a novelty song. It's funny, but it's got a great fucking beat. I love it. And the return of the Red Baron and then Snoopy's fucking Christmas. By Snoopy's Christmas, not Snoopy's fucking Christmas. It's called Snoopy's Christmas. I added the fucking. In any case, it's nice to add fucking to just about anything, but Check it out. It comes on here all the time. Some places play it. Some places don't. If you've heard Snoopy's Christmas and you know what I'm talking about and you like that sound, check out the Royal Guardsman, Snoopy versus the Red Baron and the return of the Red Baron. Okay. I got a few other things to do and to answer. And I had all kinds of things to talk about, but it's just going to have to happen tomorrow or the next day. I'm going to have a guest really soon. Obviously, I do it every week, but I don't know who it is yet. It's Christmas time. Three of my guests that were going to come on bailed. I might have Senior on again tomorrow. I don't blame anybody for not being able to do it at Christmas. So, um, But real soon, you're going to hear from Darren McCarty. Fuck yeah. What a story he'll have to tell. Multiple Stanley Cup winner, grinder, fought all the tough guys, one of the legendary Detroit Red Wings of all time, and scored a cup final goal that Gretzky would be proud of. He's going to come on soon. I got Jeremy Roenick after Christmas. Um, I've got Jeff... Merrick knows his shit there. The Jeff Merrick show uh, on Sportsnet. Most hockey fans will know what I'm talking about. And I want someone. I know I have a huge following in Australia. I don't know how. I'm assuming through Shorzy or maybe Spitting Chicklets. But I'm sure you're not a bunch of Montreal Canadiens fans that are fans of the 1995 NHL entry draft. Whatever the reason, I get huge numbers from there. So I want someone from Australia listening to this. Send me a note on who you think I could get on my podcast from Australia that knows hockey, that even knows a little tiny bit about it, that might be not a celebrity, but someone that would have an interesting story. Could be a celebrity over there. Could be whatever. Could be a musician. Could be just a hockey fan. But I want someone from Australia who follows my show or Shorzy or Chicklets or whatever that knows me through that. I'd love to have it because uh, I don't think of it as a hockey hotbed, but when I look at numbers and just messages that I get from you guys, I really appreciate it. Something happened in Australia I'm not aware of that you guys are big on my podcast and the shows that I do. Now, if you're downtown St. John's and you want to get festive, go to the Bull and Barrel. Check out TJ's Pub. Check out Trinity Pub. Rob Roy Confusion. The Martini Bar. And, of course, Green Sleeves. Check it out. You're going to go for a bite to eat. Do it at Loose Tie. 
Do it at Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, of course. Mer- uh, Wedgwood Cafe. Peter Wedgwood also does catering. Check it out for all your catering needs. The end of Elizabeth Avenue, Wedgwood Cafe. You want to change your life, strength and balance for the body and mind, or you want to give that gift to somebody else, why not call Ryan Power at Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane? Strength, balance, body and mind, check it out. You want to go to Mr. Lube? There's two locations, one on Torbay Road, one on Kemmount Road. Live, laugh, lube! And lastly, Pitbull Pain Relief. The pain sticks that just don't quit. Check it out, pitbullpainrelief.com. And True Hockey, take what's yours. Thanks to True. Thanks to Corey Gregory and everything you guys do for me. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, literally, with an interesting guest. I'm just not really sure who it's going to be yet. We also got Boston Levy, an ex-hockey player that's now a musician. And I love his stuff. The more I listen. So... There's that. We got, we've got. we got Scott Darling coming back on and uh, maybe even Alex Newhook, a uh, current NHLer, which I don't normally do, but he's out with a high ankle sprain. He's from Newfoundland and he plays on the Habs. So uh, anyway, he'll be coming up soon as well. And, 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 if not now, then after the hockey season. In any case, lots to look forward to. Thank you. Be, this being one of the last shows of 2023, Thanks, everybody. The numbers have um, have increased. I'm getting all kinds of new listeners every week, it seems. And I really appreciate it. If you've stuck by me, I don't know why, as I sit here rambling into a telephone, rambling into a microphone, um, you know, all this started just in my basement for shits and giggles with no schedule, with no audience, with no advertisers. And now it's uh, come a long way and it's all due to the people I'm speaking to right now. So thanks very much. And uh, have a great Christmas. Yeah. Have a great Christmas. I'm very fortunate to be healthy and happy. And uh, I know not everybody is. So, uh, I could say one last thing. Maybe do a nice deed for somebody. I know everybody says that. And it's almost cliche, but why not? And to let you know what we do, me and Penny Lane, we get some clothes together that we're maybe not going to use. Go through the grocery store, quick trip, maybe buy 50 bucks worth of groceries, and we just bring down a couple bags and leave them at a ga- the gathering place, it's called here, with uh, people that don't have a lot for Christmas and uh, aren't as fortunate as me or a lot of people I'm talking to right now. There's also a lot of people that Christmas brings bad memories, right? If you went through a breakup or someone passed away or you're lonely, right? That's a big portion of people. And I know you're out there. So don't think that And I've been there. I've been there. Um, so don't do anything stupid. Christmas is also a time. It's a high suicide rate and everything else. I don't want to get morbid, but if you're listening to this, Christmas is smoke and mirrors. It's just another day, right? And if it's hard to get through, reach out to somebody. If you're listening to my voice, know that I've been there and there's a lot of people that I know that are there and you're not alone. And when Christmas is over and January comes and then February and March and the weather starts to turn a bit and then April, whoo, right? The snow melts, the sun comes out, the days are longer and by May, Christmas is nothing but a memory and you know, you start to feel positive. Um, 
Uh, I, I've just always found Christmas can be gloomy, right? Uh, it can be great, but it can be gloomy if you went through anything. And that <clears throat> that's human. That's understandable. Just understand you're 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 not on your or you're you're not alone. So I'm out of here. That has been episode 184A. Little choppy, little haphazard, but there you go. You got something. Here's your fucking content, assholes. Okay. No, I love you guys. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. However you celebrate it. Happy Hanukkah. It's nothing to me. What makes a, the most important? What's most important is that uh, uh, you try to be a good person, I guess. What is most important? I, I don't know. Be a good person. Do unto others as you want done unto, un, unto you. And all you need is love. Anyway, I got to take off. Thanks for listening. Great guests coming at you guys real soon. Love you. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.